Hello everyone, Merry Christmas. Today's guest is the complete fighter, not only a pro wrestler, but a specialist in MMA, uh, let me try that again, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I don't say that a lot in the podcast, Muay Thai, please give up for JD Griffey, how you doing today mate, you are good? I'm doing good man, doing very, very well, travel's crazy today so... <laughs> And uh, we just have a little chat before recording. Yeah, I know you're yeah. very busy, man. But for, like I said uh, before, I generally do appreciate you making time uh, to come on Thank for you. a chat. Um, it oh, means yeah. the world to me. Um, so this should be a fun yeah. conversation. Uh, normally, I start the podcast by talking about like how you got into wrestling or mm-hmm. you know rewind the clocks in a way. But yeah. because it's quite recent, I want to talk about Ring of Honor Final Battle. Mm. Uh, your Ring of Honor debut. and. Yeah. On a pay-per-view. <laughs> on, on, on the main pay-per-view, yeah. Mate, honestly, the biggest pay-per-view for Ring of Honor, yeah. um, you know, new wires in a way, but yeah, yeah. exposure. And yeah. you faced off against the former AEW tag team champions, Keith Flick, mm-hmm. who I know you're familiar with. You've worked with him, yeah. friends with him, and yeah. Swerve Strickland, Swerve in our glory. Yeah. Fantastic match, strong performances uh, from everyone involved. Uh, Shane, Ta- sorry, Shane Taylor returns, your debut, um, yeah. the story with Keith Flick and Swerve, it, brilliant match. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you first, how was it teaming with Shane Taylor? Um, Shane and I are are actually very familiar with each other, um, mm-hmm. but normally uh, our roles are very adversarial. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but Keith and uh, Shane and I have come up together in the business. Keith and I have been friends since before the business, mm-hmm. going on like twenty years now. Like, uh, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, so. It it was it was just it was pretty normal as mm-hmm. far as what we've all like performed together yeah. and stuff like that. They're kind of like a night it, off in a way, a little bit. Yeah, it was very much a oh, all I got to do is mm-hmm. you know just do what I'm supposed to do, show up and do what I'm supposed to do. But the way it, it like came about though was uh, uh, Shane had been recruiting me into STP for a yeah. little bit, and uh, it was one of those things where. Uh, I've been stacking bodies and racking up titles for like the longest. And I just felt like I wasn't getting my just due, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and there's, there's a tad of entitlement in that statement. I, I'll be honest. There's a tad, tad, of, tad bit of entitlement, you know, when you like grind at something. And mm. put no, I understand that. You almost, yeah, you almost feel like I should get something back, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but the What's truth wrong is, with that? Like, knowing that you're confident in what you do, but the fact that you've been doing it for a while and just feel like okay. But perspective just... itself, though, tells you like, like, listen, like, everybody's working hard at mm-hmm. this level. Yeah, like that's the bare minimum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the bare minimum. And so it was one of those things where uh, signing with Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, you know, he was like, my first battle is going to be a crazy one. Um, it's going to be a little personal. And then when I found out it was Keith, it was like, oh. But it was like, hey, you know. It's just business. Yeah, it it is what, yeah, you know. And and it's one of those things where you've seen those storylines play mm-hmm. out in, in other uh in other angles with like the shield and things of that nature. Yeah. And it was like we uh Shane, Keith and I are kind of like Maybe not like how the shield is on screen, but like how they are, like mm. a brotherhood. But you did actually get to embrace guy. after the match as well. Yeah, we did. We that did. was a genuine and, moment. And so it was one of those things like we were kind of just glad it was over. <laughs> like, you know, uh, just like, oh, oh, man, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's one of those things where you, you kind of learn in the fire, you know, especially mm. with somebody like Swerve, who is, you know, Though he's my adversary at the moment, like I have to credit his creativity. Mm. I really want to see a singles match between you and Swerve. By the way, I don't know if that's uh, happened before. Uh, no, it needs no. to happen. Needs yeah, to happen. We, the moment yeah, just when I, you two in the ring. Oh, yeah, just so cool the little transitions. You know, and so it was one of those things where, um, like, yeah, it was. Let's get all of the, uh, let's get, let's get all the learning out of the way. Like yeah. all of the. Throwing you into the fire was going to get you out of the way because, you know, Swerve and I started off and mm-hmm. got busy immediately, you know. And I, after 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 a couple of seconds, I was fine. I was like, all right, mm. let's just let's, let's pull up. And then, uh, yeah, it was a good experience. The mm. crowd was crazy. Crowd was, it, mate, honestly, the crowd was so loud for it. They, they were up for that you match. Know, you know, and so it was one of those things, like, I felt like that match had everything mm. that did. was needed. 
It had a debut. It had a return. It had a story. Yeah. It had great wrestling. The crowd was super into it. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, you didn't win, but I feel like you did win in a way. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, as long as the outcome is income, there's no such thing as losing, man. You know? I like that. Uh, that's, how, that's how I like to look at it. I'm going to be saying that. Sorry. I really like that. Like, for real, it's like, uh, as long as the outcome yeah. is income, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it's, you mm. can't, you, you got to call it fair, man. Mm. You can't. I do hope uh, to see more of you and Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor, by the way, shout out to him. Uh, he's been on the show. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. shout out. Great guest. Big bro. My big yeah, bro, Shane, me too. When I saw him when he came to London uh, for a show, but yeah. he's actually really nice. So. <laughs> oh, and that's the weird thing is, is like, <laughs> Shane is very, very uh, much a, uh, a guy who you can relate to no mm -hmm. matter where you come from. Uh, yeah. Shane and I have very different upbringings very different backgrounds i grew up in a pretty privileged background pretty you know <laughs> pretty upscale background and he's from like east cleveland like gunshots every night you know mm. uh, you know stuff like that and from the trenches you know and then for him to just still be able to keep some semblance of normal normalcy as an adult and still turn all Definitely. of that around into a successful career mm -hmm. and then when people ask why i signed with shane taylor promotions it was one of those things where it's like i was like i said i was racking up wins and titles and shane didn't just get me the biggest fights he didn't just get them promoted correctly mm -hmm. he did it he wasn't just at the facilities you know overseeing preparation and preparing but when battle came when it when fight time came he was lacing up his boots to go in a battle with me. Yeah. Uh, and that's different. That's different, you know? Mm. So it was one of those things, like, I'm used to fighting against this guy, and then I'm going into one of the biggest fights of my life, and he's lacing up the boots, like, I'm going in there. And it's like, oh, okay. I, he and I have had some wars, so I know the guy next to me, I know what's going on. I know yeah. I know that I'm going to get the best, uh, the best combatant on my side, you know, in, in that situation. And he's, you've seen him. He's one hit. Boom, dude, mm. stone out, you know. Uh, and then, like, it was a weird situation for Keith because, you know, he's got two of his closest friends at his 12, but he can't trust the guy at his six. It was, it had everything, man. It had Brilliant. everything. It was literally it that ten at its finest. If anyone hasn't watched it, by the way, got your eyes to watch. I mean, the entire pay for you itself is, is pretty solid, but that match as well was one of the highlights for me. And I'm not just saying it because you're here. Um, I, I just thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, Will we see more of you and Shane Taylor in Ring of Honor? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, so that's not the last, that's not just a one and done. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, no, no. Brilliant. That's what I want to hear, man. We've we, we been busy. We've been getting busy, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, we are, we're taking it, you know, one step at a time. So, mm -hmm. you know, every, you've seen it on the dirt sheets and things of that nature. You know, everybody's, you know, talking about TV deals and who's yeah. signing what and this, this, and that. And I, I can be 100% honest with you. Everybody, in that locker room, we're not even worried about that. You know, mm. the boss, TK, was like, it's all taken care of, whatever, whatever. Uh, just go out there and wrestle. And, like, we just go out there and wrestle. And mm. so that's one of those things. Like, when it's time for all of that kind of stuff to be announced, it'll be announced. So everybody in the trenches, everybody in the field, we're like, we just going to go do what we do. And, like, I'm sure you're familiar with Ring of Honor. Like, yeah, at Ring of Honor, professional wrestling, mm is the prime objective. Like I, I was gutted when it went out of business. Like when they would come to the UK, I can't wait to see them. You know, I've yeah. went to like three of the shows and for it. But I'm happy that it is like, you know, I mean it's not full time yet still, but you know, we know it's gonna be happening, especially next year. So, you know, fans have another option now. Not just Oh man, like know. it's it's insane and like you already know about the library on Honor Club, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of the greatest matches. Hours and hours of just you unreal know, content. And so that's the thing, like, all the guys in the locker room right now are just like, we know the content library, mm -hmm. and we know what's going forward. Are we going to be able to put matches that are comparable to that caliber, and are we going to be able mm. to exceed those expectations? That because gives you motive, though, doesn't it? Yeah, Ring of Honor fans expect the best wrestling. Mm. You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's like all the bells and whistles and all the pageantry, like, that's cool, but once the bell rings, get busy you know and so i think um i think that all the guys in ring of honor right now you know uh wheeler yuda the pure champion uh you know uh 
Claudio, Athena, Edwidge, women's and, champion. You know, uh, yeah, another close friend of mine as well. Uh, Athena is the women's champion. It, so it's one of those things where everybody is just, you know, the Briscoes, you know, it, everybody's just ready to get busy, man. Mm. Everybody's ready to get busy. And it's, it's another reason as a wrestler yeah, fan to look forward to yeah. that career. Yeah. And so it, mm. it's good stuff. AEW is doing great things. Ring of Honor is doing great things. It's an exciting time mm. to be a fan of professional wrestling. And even to be involved uh, in the business, like you know, yeah, business, it's, it's not. You know, it's it's amazing. Uh, mm. and I mean, like how you started I, the year, like you know, you've had yeah. a brilliant year. Like you've been on AEW Impact, yeah. and then now uh, you've seen you, yeah. you nearly finished the show. Absolutely yeah. finished the year by being on yeah. Ring of Honor's biggest pay per view of the yeah. year. Yeah, it was. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Thank you for that. I didn't even think. I was like, damn. Yeah, that's right, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I guess I did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know how it is, though, man. You get you get so yeah. busy where you just, like, eyes on the prize and one foot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, man. This is sometimes and then it, takes, it does take somebody to tap you on your shoulder and go, hey, turn around. You you, go, look what you've done. Oh, man. Yeah. You've like, done like, this oh. this year. And so, um, yeah, that was – the main thing that Keith said when he pulled us in after the match, he was like, I'm proud of you guys. I mm. love you guys. We're here. We're here. You're here to stay as well. Yeah. We said we we said we'd we'd be here and here we are. We manifested it. All of us. Yeah. It I took all that. of us different amount of times. We all took different routes, mm -hmm. but it, it took us different amount of times. It took us different paths and different routes. And but we still managed somehow to do it together. Mm. And that was what that moment, that's what that embrace was. Was though it took us different time and different paths, we got here together still. Mm. Like that's, that's a moment that will not, no one can get away from you. You can't, you can't, yeah. you know. Uh, and it was crazy, like uh, after that night was over, I remember being in the shower and thinking, uh, just crying happy tears, being like, We've been through a – we've, like, really been through the mud to really get that. You know, with Keith almost dying in 2020. Yeah, COVID man. Scare and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, kind of being thrown back into the fire with WWE and then mm -hmm. you know, all of that stuff to happen. And then, you know, Tony Khan to, you know, extend, you know, an offer to him and bring him in and, you know, realize he was – Keith was one of the biggest stars in the industry at the time. And, and for TK to treat him as such was a beautiful thing to see. And then Shane mm – -hmm. You know, after final final battle, Ring of Honor's last pay per view a few uh, a year back, you know, it was mm. like oh, when he fought Kenny King, yeah, yeah, and it was so much uncertainty, and they gave everything that they mm. could, you know, and and it was just bad fortune, and Shane didn't give up, you know, he got he got busy. We have this saying in our team, like you can either do, and when these things hit us in the mouth, you can either get mad or get busy, you know, and. Uh, we all chose to get busy in these situations. And so to be proud of my brothers and their ability to just weather the storm and overcome adversity and me mm. to do a version of it myself uh, really speaks volumes to our bond, to our abilities as performers, and uh, just to our resiliency as human beings, you know? <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah. that's something that I was the most proud of. And so I was happiest with that, like, you know, money and, and 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 all of that stuff and you know competing at the highest level with the greatest athletes that's cool but setting out to do something and like mm. i'm sure you've done it before like when you say when you say i can do this i will do this and you mean it mm -hmm. something changes it's when you something achieve changes. it as well it's just especially yeah, it's the people that you, like you love yeah. or you know that you yeah. value so much yeah, because it's your passion. That's the weird thing. If you're passionate about it, it it, it becomes a part of your identity almost. Yeah. So it's like when these things don't manifest in the way that you want, it almost feels like an attack on you, mm -hmm. not, your, not your craft, not your work. It feels like it's an attack on you, the individual, because it's so much passion you put, you put yourself into. It. Mm -hmm. So in our minds, it's like, yeah, it is. And so for, for, for the three of us to be able to weather the storm and in all its different forms mm. and still be able to get there together. That's, that's, I'm proud of that. And then yeah. in the, in the midst of all of that, you know, Swerve is like, I don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, 
Thanks, Swerve. You know, I want that singles match, by the way, with you and Swerve. I just know oh. it's going to be awesome. Oh, it, my thing is, is like I want that match, but I want it to be us two competing to yeah. be the best. Like as I feel about Swerve right now, like I'll probably be in there trying to like mess him up. You know what I mean? Like he's he's being a tool right now, man. It's just like, dude, what is your issue, man? Like, oh, I forget that you guys used to wear tool as an insult. I love it. You know, it's just like, God, and it's 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 he's nuts. It's it's awful. He's awful. Like at the hotels, he's awful at the restaurants. It's Mm -hmm. just he's just awful, and he's you could all he's just one of those guys who sees wheels turning at all times. Yeah, and and for me it was always like, is this not bothering anybody else? Am I tripping? Like this is nobody. I'm surprised he doesn't stuff? speak like third person. Like just you can it's tell like, he loves himself. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think he does. I think he's at war with himself. There were times in that <laughs> matchup. I'm serious. There were times in that yeah. matchup where I was like, oh, this isn't even about me or Shane or Keith. Like this guy is have he's fighting himself right now. I'm not even arguments in the ring. Yeah, head. like I'm not even in the ring with him right now. It's like I got him in a rear naked choke, and he's like cursing to himself as he's trying to defend the choke. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, he's in his own world right now, dude. Is I don't know. Like I think that makes him dangerous, though. That's that's what, I, and I've been trying to tell Keith that I'm like Keith, bro. Like, and he's like, no, it's just swerve. It's it's just how he is. And I'm mm. like, ticking time bomb. I'll say, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Anybody that doesn't respect familial bonds, mm-hmm. you know, I that's a red flag to me. I hope it's not too late for Keith. That's what I'm going to say. You know, uh, and that's the thing for Keith is like he, I love him for it. I love him for it. It's <laughs> it's probably why we're all still together is because he sees the best in people. Yeah, You can show him nine awful things, but if that tenth thing is redeemable. He'll yeah. latch onto that because Keith wants to see everybody succeed. Keith wants to see everybody make it. And for some reason, I think that bothers Swerve. I'm like, why does somebody with genuine, like really genuine intentions for you and your mm-hmm. well-being as a performer and as a man? Because that's never been their problem. Like Swerve as as a wrestler. Swerve is no, Swerve as a wrestler is one of the best in the world. Generational talent. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you would think that I like this guy the way I talk about him. <laughs> when I talk about him. You would think you would think I like the guy, right? You would think we were friends. <laughs> you would think I want to have a beer with him or something. But yeah. no, like he's brilliant. He's a generational talent on yeah. the microphone in the ring. Like, is he's really, really, really good. He's criminally underrated. Yeah, it's. But he's a dick, and so I'm like, I see why. I he's he's like the uncle that you listen that that like gives you the correct information, but you don't like him. So you're like, I know you're right, but you're such a jerk. I'm gonna do the opposite. <laughs> and so I think when all of these awards and accolades are passed out, yeah, at the end of the year and stuff, people are like, Yes, yeah, Swart was killing it. I freaking hate him. I'm not voting. Mm. It's like, man, he's so good. Dick. He's so brilliant. He's so brilliant. He really is. He's he's brilliant. And like times I want to boom, but then I want to cheer him. It's like you're confusing me. <laughs> but you, but you, like if you're in the arenas, you see it. And you see the crowd. Like, oh, they're excited to see him. Yep. And then he just has this look, and he just does something, and they're just like, yeah. When he walks out during the match, yeah, it's just battle, like, fans were just not having it, not happy because he was like he was doing like performance against you two. Like that's not an easy task, and he just walked out during the match, and it's just like. At that time, that's when Keith needed him the most. Yeah. You know? And I remember thinking in that moment, watching Swerve walk away, I was like, that's crazy. It's taking me back there. Like, <laughs> I got like goosebumps right now. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> I remember thinking like, it, it felt like Earth 2 or like, you know, <laughs> like, a, like an alternate universe. Like, yeah. We would never walk out on Keith and battle, no. but here we are stomping him as his partner's walking. His away. own partner and, that he's won the tag team championship with. Yeah. And you and you see you've seen them have their disagreements. Yeah. And you've seen uh, and that happens. Yeah, uh, brothers that, that fight, kind of thing happens. Friends fight. We all fight. 
Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, we are in the midst of stomping the dog out of key. <laughs> and his partner's walking away. And I'm thinking all the times that Keith and I have argued, or Shane and I have argued, it mm-hmm. almost come to blows. The thought of leaving them outside the wire in battle. Unforgivable. Saying that out loud, you could like you see it on my mm. face, it leaves like a bad taste to even yeah. like say they don't, want to, they don't finish up the sentence. Yeah, it's much less, it. much less watch Swerve do it. Yep. And so I think even in that moment, it took Shane and I out our game. Like, so what do we do? We just beat him down. Like, you know, and then you I think you could tell in our body language watching the match, like, now this feels wrong. This isn't even competition. Yeah. Because that was Shane's big thing. Shane wants to prove to himself that um, that he's better than Keith. Like, it's just his thing with Shane. Like, he's got to know. Uh, for me, it was more of a, I'm one of the best combat athletes on the planet. And I want to show that on the biggest stage against the, the best fighters in this, in this business. Mm-hmm. I think Keith and Swerve fit that bill, fit that description to a T. And I was like, that's what I'm here for. Like, all of the other stuff, like, it was like, uh, I was kicking in this door regardless. It sucked that Keith's name was on the door, but I'm kicking it in. Like, you know. Mm. Uh, but then in that moment, it wasn't about the competition. I, we're in battle. His partner's leaving him. And we are still assaulting him. It felt like an assault and not competition. Yeah, like yeah. You can hear how I'm talking. You can hear how I'm talking about it. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then my parents are in the front row. Really? His parents, yeah, his parents are in the front row. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, like there was a time I was about to dive on on Swerve, and Keith catches me, and he was, I already knows. He's like, he's about to pop me up, powerbomb me on the apron. <laughs> and I looked over, and I saw his mom kind of like, and I was like, I point, you see me point. I go, mom will kill you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mom will, you, mom will fucking kill you. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. That's yeah. that, bro. I don't care. Like, we are adults. Yeah. Oh, did I know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're about to mess up Christmas holidays right now. You powerbomb me on the saber. I will never talk to you again. Put me down. And you see him, like, it's funny because we watched it back. You see him, like, he kind of like, and it's just one of those things, like, it felt like we were kids again where he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, because mom will kill you if you hurt me has gotten me out of so many fights. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I was, because Keith's always been, like, exponentially bigger than me. Like, you yeah, know, like, yeah. he's, it's it's been nuts. And so it's always been like, don't you. Uh, even when I attack, I'm like, hey, don't. Hey, don't. Hey, hey. And so it was, he had me dead to rights. And so it was like, mom will kill you. <laughs> and he put me down. But then Swerve kicked me in the head. I was like, what the? Bro, uh, it was one of those. Yeah. But, yeah, to, at the end of that, just seeing Keith mm. still trying to fight and persevere. You think if any any other person in that moment would realize their feet and kind of accept it like Shane Taylor, J.D. Griffey, just me, my partner's walking out. I'm about to get embarrassed in front of thousands of people. And Keith somehow, I was about, I was about to just, you could just change this, like just kick him. So we put him down, kick him in the head. And I go to kick him and he ducks and I kick Shane. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> And then, like, yeah, and then, like, it was one of those things where it's like, what are we doing? Mm. And this I, just, match, I just want to watch the match back again now. Like, I, yeah. I, I just want to watch it again now. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where I was just like, what am I doing? I'm, yeah. I just kicked Shane, my brother, in the head, trying to kick Keith, my other brother, in the head on a national pay-per-view in front of thousands of people and our families in the front. What am I doing? And it was one of those things where, yeah, it was just, that was the conflict that all of us were dealing with in that moment, was the conflict. And then the guy who started the conflict, is it? he's gone. (laughs) He's gone. We're fighting and this guy's gone. I'm like, yo, Swerve is a freaking Marvel villain. What the hell is happening? Like, like. (laughs) Did anyone catch up with him then uh, after the match? Bro, no, he was gone. He was nowhere gone, to be found. He was nowhere to be found. And then, you know, he's been posting these cryptic videos on mm. AWTV, and it's just like, 
And Keith, you know, tomorrow uh, in in the states, tomorrow, um, you know, Keith's gonna have this face to face live on Dynamite on TBS, and I'm just kind of like, are you? Don't go out th- like this. There's nothing good that could come off this. There's yeah. nothing this guy's gonna say mm. that you want to hear. There's nothing. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't, I don't trust him. I clock you don't, see, you like don't see it ending well, do you? Yeah, like. Because one or two things is going to happen. Swerve is going to say th- say something mm-hmm. that's going to get Keith to beat him within an inch of his life, and Keith's going to feel bad about it. Or Swerve is going to do something, and Keith's going to beat him within an inch of his life and feel bad about it. But there's a part of me that feels like there's a third option, and Swerve has planned this out, that I, every single one of us are exactly where he wants us to be. I, I felt like that in the match. I was like, I feel like... All of these emotions are mine and they're authentic and I'm competing and I'm fighting against my brothers. But somehow I feel like I'm somewhere that somebody else wants me to be. Like yeah. this isn't, you know, it's weird. It's like, I know I made these choices, but I don't feel like these choices were mine to make. Like this doesn't, I don't know. It was weird. This word mm-hmm. is different. I'm telling you, like, I don't have a good feeling. I, I hope it kind of bites him in the ass, you know. I hope Keith kind of cannot look him in the eye and just see, like, is this all worth it, you know? Well, and the thing is, time, like, you know, we know what Swerve's like. We know what Swerve is like, but I also know what Keith is like, and I used to be like Swerve. Like, that's, I used to be like Swerve. I used to be so just jaded that I didn't get my way. You mm-hmm. know, I used to, like, I wasn't getting, like, I understand Swerve. That's why I feel so bad about this whole situation is because, I felt what he's feeling almost more than what he's feeling because, you know, I'm like, what do you have to be mad about? You work for one of the best companies in the, in the world. You're tagging, you're successful. You're doing, mm-hmm. what the F is the problem? What's your problem? Mm-hmm. Like when I and you work a good problem, dude as well. Oh, yeah. I, you know? And so like when I was at that place and mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. and spiritually, it was, I made a different choice because I had somebody like Keith in my life mm. to offer perspective. And I think that's what Keith's been trying to do is offer Swerve perspective. Swerve's yeah. just not trying to hear it. Nah, I, I get that mm. impression from him as well. Hello there. I've got a special announcement from my next guest, and this is definitely not a retake. This is KC Payne, and you're listening to What Do You Call It podcast. You heard. Awesome, awesome. Just a quick break then. May have had a chat in between the break as well. Um, but we had a really good conversation about Final Battle, Keith Lee, Swerve. Keep an eye out because uh, JD oh, is going to be having a single match review. I'm and, on your um, bumper, bro. The fans. I'm on your bumper. I just, I just think, because what I saw in the tag match, I just think that as a match, I mean, whoever wins, the fans win. You know, it's going to yeah, be absolutely. fucking absolutely. awesome, man. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, it's a switch off from wrestling because I can mm-hmm. imagine predominantly it's about wrestling, but I know you're also mm-hmm. known for MMA. Um, what I want to know is like sort of how did you get into it? Um, were you into mixed martial arts before wrestling as well? Uh, yeah, I had been in martial arts like since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my siblings and I, you know, we uh, we came from like a, a bit of a privileged upbringing. So uh, my dad was really worried about my siblings and I being soft. You know, <laughs> he was like, uh, it was like, uh, I'd rather uh, my son be like Bruce Wayne than, you know, you know, some rich guy that you could rob and beat up. You know, he'd be like, I'd rather them, I'd rather them, you know, pick my son as a target and realize, oh, shit, he's the Batman. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but uh, no, that. so I've been, I've been in martial arts. Um, all, like, my, I can't. I don't have any conscious memories of not being in martial arts. Mm. So like, um, yeah, so I had been in martial arts my whole life. I did Taekwondo as a child mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, got into jujitsu uh, shortly after. And then uh, Muay Thai. When I got into Muay Thai, I fell in love with it mm. because it is very much a, uh, a mental war where it's kind of like you go into it accepting damage. Yeah, you know, like in jujitsu, it's more of a minus the distance, you minus the damage, you just kind of trying to get out of it. You're just trying to get out, but like Muay Thai is like 
I know I'm going to get hit, but I'm going to mm -hmm. hit you. And I bet you retreat before I do, you know, and it's, and that's every bout. It's a war of attrition, every mm -hmm. bout. And so it was one of those things where it was something about, you know, pounding another kid with leg kicks and just seeing the result of leave him when he can't put weight on his foot. And it was just like one of those things where you feel proud of it because you yeah. have this ability to put pressure on somebody while under pressure mm -hmm. and endure it. It did something to me as a kid where I go, oh, when I want to go play football, I can go out there and I don't got to worry about other kids pushing me down and stuff like that. And I can still go score goals and, you know, do whatever. Or, you know, play American football. I can go out there and score touchdowns. Or Did you, know, you just like, call football? You actually meant soccer? Yes. Wow. And you're an American as well. Yes. My yes. man. Oh, listen, in my house, my dad, if we said soccer, my dad get pissed. Man. man that was a no-no. Man, honestly, if I was, like, high-five right now, I know, like, mate. That's oh, awesome. bro. So I just got to like, did he mean soccer? Like, I had to double no, check. No, nah, <laughs> bro. No, that's crazy. You are the yeah. first American that I've ever known. Oh, bro, that's that's funny because like, bro, I refuse. Like, <laughs> like I refuse. Yeah, I refuse. Um, but yeah, man, like, um, it, it it made me feel like I could do anything, and so it was yeah. one of those things where, you know, if you got a test that you're studying for in school, mm -hmm. it ain't harder than Muay Thai, and I did that. Like, everything became easy. Mm. after that like homework studying like uh talking to girls what like everything became easier wow. because for me muay thai was the worst of it like training for muay thai conditioning my body for muay thai it was the worst of it mm. it was the worst of it but I, I found a way to love it at a very young age and so it was it's like a crazy sort of explanation but it's quite cool to see that it had that sort of impact the positive impact in your life yeah you know? it was challenging yeah, I, but you loved it I did. It was because it's it's weird. It's so weird. It's like um, and we all experience it. In um, when I say, when I use this example, you're going to find some version of it in your life because it's more prevalent in our lives than we realize. Yeah. And when you start to see it, you start to be happier about your own life because I think there's so many good things that we that happen to us, and there's so many bad things that we overcome that we mm -hmm. just don't acknowledge. So when we look back at life, it's just like, it's been all bad, all this and all that. It's like, no, because you went through those bad things. These things that you thought you'd never get past. That breakup, that whatever, that that bully, that what, no matter what it is. But like, here we are having this conversation. Yeah. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't enough to consume you, right? And so it's like, if you keep that mentality, you realize you overcome a lot. Like, yes, I hated getting up and you know, shin conditioning for Muay Thai and my body hurt every day. And there were so many times where I didn't, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this today. And it was like, but there's a, there's, there's another kid in, in my, in my camp that doesn't want to do this today. And he's going to show up. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the guy that doesn't show up. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know? yeah. And so when you make that choice, you go, oh, I'm going to get through it. Mm. That's the end of it. Now it's just find a way. And you realize that you've done that over and over again in your life. That's why you're still here, bro. Mm. That's why you're still here is you've repeated that process and you were just unaware of it. We've all done that. We've it, Life has had that effect on all of us. We just either acknowledge it or we don't. The fact that you're still alive means that you saw that the exact same way that I did. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is awful, but I kind of it makes me better and I kind of feel accomplished coming out the other end of it. Now I might not be looking forward to the next piece of adversity, right? Like nobody's out <laughs> looking for it. Right? Yeah. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. No, no, no. no okay, yeah. for it. <laughs> but it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like when you learn to swim. Yeah. Deep water is of no consequence because it doesn't matter if the water is seven feet deep and I'm only six, three. So like, yeah, if the water is seven feet deep, I can swim and there's not a big distance from my feet to the bottom of the pool, or mm -hmm. I can be in deep water in, in the ocean, but the concept of swimming hasn't changed. The current might be different. The tide might be a little strong, but the concept of keeping my head above water and just keep swimming never changes. 
Yeah. So the fact that it doesn't matter if the water's 10 feet, 100 feet, thousands of feet, it doesn't matter. The concept of it's swimming so itself, yeah. as long as your head's above water, the concept of swimming mm-hmm. is exactly the same. Now it's when your head's underwater that that is tricky. Bit different, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? But again, as long as your head's above water, it doesn't matter if you're in deep water. If you're yeah. in worst case scenario, that's what I thought of, of Muay Thai. I was like the worst case scenario for a kid like me at that age. And like after I was in worst case scenario every day, they stopped becoming worst case and they just became just scenarios. And then at a young age, when you do that, like nothing scares you. And as kids, mm. we feel invincible anyway. Yeah, right? definitely, man. Man, <laughs> you, know, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and you're kind of like, how'd that happen? That wasn't supposed to happen. Like, Ooh, it's like in our minds. Yeah, it's in our minds. We shouldn't be able to be harmed. But I, you, you compiled the, just the teenage invincibility mentality with mm. martial arts and what it did for me. So I've been in martial arts my whole life. And then when I want, when I decided I wanted to get into pro wrestling, I said all that to say, when I decided I wanted to get into pro wrestling, there was no apprehension, mm. zero apprehension. It was like, I can do this because I've done everything. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I know I can, I can do this. And so um, I had done some martial arts competitions, but like at the time I started wrestling, MMA wasn't that big yet. Mm. And so there wasn't that many avenues for it. And so, uh, you know, UFC was already started and stuff like that, but it wasn't like you could get into MMA and go straight to the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like, it's like there's alternatives now, isn't it? It's not just UFC that you have yeah. to, you know. Yeah, and so it was, you know, doing the research and finding that there were different MMA organizations. And so that was the most difficult part for me. And then, like, at the same time, you know, trying to be a pro wrestler and trying to find my footing in that. And so... I think MMA was actually not, I won't say easier, but I'll say it was uh, more straightforward. Mm-hmm. So I, I when I, I started pro wrestling, I've been in martial arts my whole life. I started in pro wrestling. And then I remember trying to find my my footing, if you will. And just not being, uh, not being able to, because I, I was a martial artist, but I was in pro wrestling. And so the only examples that I have was like a, a Ken Shamrock or like a, a Steve mm. Blackman, maybe RVD. And Severin, you know, like, that's probably it, those three, really. Yeah, you know, and so it was one of those things where it was like a, it, there wasn't a lot of things that I could pull from, right? Yeah. And so I just found myself trying to be a traditional wrestler. So I got the wrestling boots and the trunks and the wrist tape, and I was, yeah, you know, my pads, Frank, come on, bro. Yeah, 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 Frank Gotch, <laughs> right? Right, you know, just give me the old Frank Gotch. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it always felt like a performance. It never mm-hmm. felt authentic. And so, I, I was successful. I did did a lot of good stuff. And you know, um, I took a break. I just got burnt out on wrestling. Then that's when I made the transition to MMA. And, and you know, spent about three, four years over mm. there. Oh, wow. so and, I didn't uh, actually know. Like, you actually did the MMA in between, like, the wrestling as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so you yeah. actually got burned out wrestling already. Like, yeah. Is that because you didn't necessarily find, like, I know, like, right now, what you're doing is a yeah. mix of everything, including the wrestling. Yeah. But back yeah. then, when you were doing it, when you got burned out, was that when you didn't necessarily have your identity? You know, you went in, like, um, incorporating the MMA and Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu stuff. Yeah, it felt like my in-ring performances were were performances, but I yeah. felt like everything else, like uh, the promos and everything that we all did together, like mm-hmm. I was authentic up until the bell rang. Yeah. And then I I would start doing some of my jujitsu in wrestling matches, and they would be like, ooh, they would get reactions. Yeah, yeah. And it would be one of those things where it wasn't rehearsed. It wasn't like, it wasn't a crazy, it was just like a, Oh, I'm in a bad position. Let me change position. And all it was was just, just changing, just change, reframing the, the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. You could, I started hearing reactions, and I was like, "Oh, I was just reframing. That wasn't." Then I start doing more. I was like, "Ooh." Then I throw in like, you know, a front roundhouse kick. It's oh, I'm like, "Oh, you like that? Check the skip kick." Oh, and I'm like, "Okay, wait a second. <laughs> Our wrestling fans were reasonably impressed. <laughs> it's not even that. It was just, it's not even that. It was like when I was doing suplexes, everybody does a suplex. Everybody does a body Yeah, slam. yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm sure 
a body slam from Keith looks more impressive than, you know, <laughs> me doing it. Right. And then so I just started doing what I knew. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, oh, 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 oh. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait a second. I've had that in my back pocket this entire time. And so that's when it clicked. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, William Regal uh, told me uh, he was just like, you're good, but I you're forcing it. Yeah. Do is like you have to find a way to be a performer and be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I started telling him a little bit about myself. And then he was like, Well, then I feel like you should just come out as a fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like it always felt weird to wear shoes on a mat coming from martial arts. I thought it always felt weird being on a mat for yeah. like five years of my career with shoes on. It felt disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> there's like so there's always like a like a oh. you get back to like the locker rooms like yeah you know <laughs> yes um but yeah so that's when i came out and i was just like oh i'm just gonna lean into it and like yeah. everybody had known about my mma career so i was like oh cool whatever and then like it, it it was just seamless from then on and then everything fell into place everything like, came together it was but that's one of those things as well like with the mma like if you're incorporating wrestling you can't mm-hmm. fake it like mm-hmm. if you do, fans will know. Like you're pretending you to see it immediately. Yeah. yeah. You see them dump on it immediately. Yeah. You mm. see it. And it's so weird because it's funny to see so many people trying to do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and you see them. You see the ones like I'm not gonna say any names. Like but... oh no, yeah. You, that, that's <laughs> that's, you, a few. that's disrespectful. We don't want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But, but when you but when you see it, mm-hmm. it's you it feels forced. Yeah. And yeah. And in my, when I see that in my head, I go, you're in pro wrestling. There's already a market for pro wrestlers in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Why would you swerve into this lane? Yeah. No pun intended. Um, right. Why would you swerve into this lane mm-hmm. when, like, you've already got something built in that you mm-hmm. can do? You know what I mean? Like, it never made sense to me. It was like, I had to find this. Mm. I had to I had to find the courage to just be myself. And it's like you can tell this isn't you. Mm. Yeah, I just want to tell these people like you can tell that you're not this guy, and that's why they're dumping on you. You can tell. A lot of like, most characters are like the best off characters are yourself and top yeah. by a hundred. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's always it's always like a tough to watch it's like a uh it's mm. like the the cringe like uh but um but at the same time i say that but in the same breath i will say anybody who has the courage to go out and mm. do something and try something different mm-hmm. i feel like it's irresponsible yeah. to just laugh. just to mock them stuff i mean just yeah, you know, I feel like, they, yeah. They, they wouldn't if they genuinely love it but it's not common you know it's not mm-hmm. translating as well and maybe they're not be. there yet yeah and, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't translate right away right yeah you know, especially in pro wrestling like mm. Let's be honest, Dolph Ziggler was not his first gimmick. He was you a champion. You know what I'm saying? You know <laughs> no, what I'm wait, saying? it was a caddy. Bloody yeah. Yeah, yeah, with Kerwin White. Kerwin White, that was it. If it ain't white, yeah. it ain't white. It ain't right. It ain't white. Oh. oh, man. All right, yeah. The messed up part is, like, I used to think that gimmick was hilarious when I was a little kid. <laughs> but to think now, if that gimmick came out, like... And then the first feud, who does he feud with first when he does the gimmick? Uh, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> this stuff writes itself. I know. Oh, and just Shelton's Shelton. face. And, like, it was so funny watching Shelton do that, like, watching Shelton in that time, because the, his face was always like, you know that... <laughs> It was almost like nobody wanted to tell Chavo. That it is. Like, Who booked this shit? Like, what have you I know. done to you guys? Like, come on. But yeah, man. So it's it, it's one of those things where yeah. uh, it's hard for me to to scoff at people who are brave enough to to venture out mm. and try I have something noticed, different. Like, they just seem to be more popular uh, for what mm-hmm. I see. A lot of wrestlers. I mean, we've seen it itself. Like Matt Riddle. You know, Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey and Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler, just being a few names that are translated them from my it. Them is my, them my homies too, man. To wrestling. Oh, nice. Them my homies, yeah. They're my homies, man. I, they make fun of me, but it's cool. Like, they just roast me. They be like, bro, like, your skin too. Yeah, they be like, bro, your skin too soft to be a fighter, bro. And I'm just like, all right. Whatever. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I mean, I get made fun of for. 
I, I can't imagine, like, you're, pretty, you're a pretty nice person, but I can imagine, like, that bell rings, like, yeah. Oh, it's a wrap. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a wrap. <laughs> I, it's, 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 we get busy. But, no, um, but, yeah, you see people like, 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 Baze and then, like, you know, Matt, and you see them, mm-hmm. and it, Matt is being Matt Riddle. Like, he's just having fun, mm-hmm. and, but you can tell that he's authentic. Yeah. You know, even if you didn't know he was a UFC fighter, the way he moves, the way he mm. flows, the way, like, it's authentic. Baze can bend your limbs in ways that you don't think they're possible. Like, Shayna, she can bend your limbs in ways you, like, it's authentic. You believe it when she walks out. Yeah. Before you see her execute anything, you know? And so I think the people who try to do that, I go, watch those people. Watch yeah. Shayna. Watch Matt. And until you find it for yourself, you know? Um, I, I try not to discourage anybody when mm. they, you know, venture into the martial arts. Like, I, I you know, I, I feel like it's such a beautiful thing of self-discovery in martial arts. So, mm. but when you've seen a wrestling, like you said, you've seen those guys who they put the gear on and then they go out there and you go, like, you're not this guy. And so it's weird. You know, it's weird. It's just, you know, but anyway, yeah, yeah let's, let's not even. <laughs> it's going to slip in it. Um, no, that's cool. I, I think it's, it's pretty awesome. Though. They have made the transition. Mm-hmm. Pretty well, I, I will have to add, um, from Thank MMA you. to jiu-jitsu into wrestling. Yeah. But you've yeah. actually managed to blend it into who you are as a you know pro wrestler now. And it's yeah. pretty good. I can see in your matches, you know. Um, I mean, one of the matches that stood, like, stand out to me is the match you had with Keith Lee, his last match with Beyond Wrestling. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, you know, it was, I think that was a really emotional match as well. You yeah. bowed down to the crowd afterwards and... Yeah. You know, that so. was so crazy, too, man. Yeah, that was a good day, man. You bringing back so many memories, just referencing some of these things. There like, there is that. Them, like, <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, I was. They were trying to please come back and just yeah the bow, and it was just because it was, was just, that your first build match. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was my. I was I was coming in as he was leaving, mm-hmm. and then uh uh. I got like the please come back chant and like it, you would think that I had been there the way they got behind me. You had, oh yeah, you definitely. I've been there. You know, it was like a twenty uh, plus minute match. Like for someone who's just making a debut, and it was one hundred and ten degrees in there, bro. It was hot. Yeah, there, I can see like the the ring. I mean, <laughs> you can see. Yeah, no, you I enjoyed it as a fan, but I think I've been there after the match. I'll be like, <laughs> man, listen, he chopped me one time, and I I saw. <laughs> The sweat in the air. Oh. <laughs> and I was that like the match in slow motion. What is happening right now? Like, but yeah, <laughs> no. Uh Beyond was has been very good to me as mm. well. Like, man, you're bringing up some good memories, man. Like, heck yeah. Nah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Just a few more questions and then I'll let you know because I know you do have a busy day today. Um because yeah, it's a bit early. It's been fucking quality. Quality. It just feels like it's quite relaxing, you know, just not just... Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, um, just a few highlights of the year. Going back to what I said at the beginning of the interview, mm-hmm. where you've had a brilliant year, and we've highlighted Ring of Honor Final Battle, and um, you teaming up with Shane Taylor. But sure. you actually appeared in Impact and AEW as well. Uh, I'll just touch on a uh, Impact quickly. <laughs> I have a good relationship with Impact also. Um, good company. But you wrestled absolutely. at the club, and you the X Division title. Mm-hmm. I just want to know about your experiences there. Sort of any any quick stories you could share about your time in Impact um, Wrestling. Uh, Impact. I mean, all I all, all I want the public and your audience to know about mm-hmm. Impact is these guys are so passionate. Yeah, I can't put into words how passionate these guys mm-hmm. are. Uh, guys like Sammy Callahan and Macklin and Moose. And Bay mm. and Austin and uh, Jessica and Deanna and like freaking like their whole roster is so insane. Everybody's so mm. passionate and positive. Mm. I'm so and happy felt- they've just been rewarded with that deal with the zone. Yes, like yes. well deserved. I know they've had a yes. bit. No, like seriously, it's yeah. been. But the thing is, it's like the level of their the, the roster, the level mm, of but their the actual consistency their, of the talent and, and their the dedication. They've been consistent. Yeah. Regardless of whatever else, they've been consistent. Mm-hmm. And so, and then with, with Josh, you know, and his world title reign right now. Yeah. Big fan even of that, yeah. Even that bout with Speedball that he had at, at mm. Iron Man, you know, uh, 
not too long back. Like, these guys are taking gambles and knocking it out the park, man, you know, and it's just like, heck yeah, like, I'm, I'm all about it, all for it. But, yeah, Impact was a good experience for me just to be able to, you know, go against the Bullet Club and, and things of mm. that nature. Yeah, Chris uh, Bay and uh, East Austin. Yeah, and Bay, Bay, is, Bay is the homie. Uh, like, again, like the Bullet Club, like uh, Austin and, and, and Bay, like they're a tag team that I feel like they haven't gotten their just desserts yet either. Yeah. Like they're so so brilliant, so so talented. But Still so young as well. Yeah, the thing I do want people to know about uh, – the impact roster is that every single person on that roster has a passion for this business. Every single person on that roster mm-hmm. uh, keeps a positive mentality at all times. And they're all consistent. They're all consistent. <clears throat> Very rare. Is it in any pro wrestling company that everybody is just freaking consistent. Everybody in that roster is consistent. Mm. It was very refreshing to see. Yeah, um, I, I can't say anything bad about impacts. I mean, I, like, I enjoy the products. Uh, great I, people to work with. Yeah, as well. I mean, from, yeah. from my point of view, they've they've given me a lot of opportunities, like media pass Absolutely. And, stuff, and yeah. I can't thank them enough. And everybody's always so gracious. And so so mm. you, you you already know you, you've interacted with everybody. Yeah. It, you it's you kind of feel at home, like, almost immediately, even though, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, you're right. It's... I think it's one of those things everybody is. It's changed, super, and I'm glad. Like obviously, we know yeah. about the Hogan era and Bishop. And the trajectory and the trajectory is going up. And so yeah, that's the, the, that's like, the own deal is a big. That's a big thing for them. And I hope they yeah. succeed, and you know, you know. just hope. And, they, and I think I think they will. I think I think this has been what everybody's been waiting on. Yeah, and so and now it's kind of like a back to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, cool. So I, Enjoy that I moment. Yeah, let's just keep yeah. going forward. Yeah. Let's get yeah, let's get back to work. Exactly, and and you gotta love that, and and like again, you've dealt with people in Impact, and mm-hmm. you've dealt with a lot of their roster, and talked with a lot of those guys and gals, and so you already know mm-hmm. this is a big opportunity, it's a big deal, and they're gonna seize it, and they're gonna knock it out the park, and it's gonna be a benefit. It's gonna be a benefit and a and a treat for wrestling fans to see. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for Impact Wrestling. Awesome, awesome, JD. Last question, and then let it go. It's a fun question, not to do with wrestling. Okay, um, cool. It's actually quite a fun one. I mean, you can make it about wrestling if you want. You can make it yeah. about MMA. Three okay. dream dinner guests for your party. Dead, alive, fictional, non-fictional. Could be up to you. You're the host. <laughs> but you are picking three guests for your party. Who would you pick? Right. And if you can give an, a quick explanation as to why you want them there, that would be awesome. Go, my oh, man. man. That was... That's a good question. That is... You can't prepare for that kind of question. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, Anderson Silva. Nice. Anderson Silva's had the biggest impact on me. We just weren't mentioned about the that Jake Paul fight. That was just embarrassing. You know, uh, Anderson Silva, because, it, uh, again, like, we can talk about what happened, you know, after Father Time finally got to mm. In his prime. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you know, like, he was untouchable. He's an animal. He was- he was quiet. He was humble. Yeah. But if you talk trash, he could talk trash with you. Yeah. Rather Rachel not. Son and his bitch. You know what I'm saying? And so he's one of those things like, he's like, yeah, you can talk all this noise, but you still got to come see me, bro. And exactly. so that that vibe was always, he had this imperviousness about him. Yeah. Even though he was flesh and blood like the rest of us. You kind of, you kind of believed he was bulletproof. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... You know, and so I just, as a child, I thought that was. I I, just, I was a big fan. Just the fact that you know, I was like, a big fan of Charles Sonnen, so him just like shutting him up. It was just and then like it's just one of those things where he would switch, you know, from Southpaw to yeah. Orthodox and back and forth. I and it used that used to excite me because I'm like, I do that, I do that, I do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, and so uh, I yeah, just I just always thought of him as an inspiration. Uh, I even use like his uh, cheap kick to the face. I mm. use that in matches sometimes, just as a, uh, as, a just, as a nod to him. Yeah, yeah. As a hey, look, I learned from the goat, bro. You know, uh, love it. But uh, uh, yeah. So Anderson Silva, just because he just he's just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant person. Um, uh, the second one is gonna trip you out. Hold on one second, because I it's authentic. It's authentic. I got wait for this. I gotta show y'all. Is second. it Swerve? <laughs> I 
All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Back like I left something. I, I got to make a presentation out of this next one. So the second one, don't don't make me laugh. I'm trying to be serious. The second one, like, but the second one, right, is the old gaffer, uh, Mikel Arteta. That's what I wanted my dinner to be. Oh, bro, Arsenal Football Club till I die, bro. Wait, you know wait what I'm there. saying? Hey, wait hey, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Talk to me. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Best, Let's go. Best ever. Yeah. JD, yeah. my man. Yeah. Uh, Mikel Arteta. Um, uh, yeah, just I, because I feel like I feel like there's so much I can learn from Mikel Arteta mm. because you um, again, you, you follow Arsenal Football Club. So you already mm. know the past few years, that's all he's faced is adversity with all these young players that he has turned into like Beast. Mm -hmm. Beast. And he's got Stop. rid of the bad players as well, like Ozil, Mustafi. Yeah. You know. Whoa, whoa. We ain't gonna disrespect Ozil, bro. Like, I can't let you do no, that. No, right. Ozil, and it's, <laughs> we're going back to a bit like Anderson Silva. For the first few years yeah. of Arsenal, Ozil yeah. was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Just the way he would like, no one can ping a ball better than him, right? Mm -hmm. But the last few years at Arsenal were just quite sad in a way. Like, you just didn't, he was either not playing, he's falling out, not showing up. Didn't put you know an effort in it. He just wasn't giving us what we deserved in a way. But I'm not That's saying fair. it's all his fault. That's fair. I'm That's not okay. I'll give you that. That's fair. It's one of those things though. But like to see like I thought when he got when he moved Obama Yang, mm -hmm. I was like, see that dude. right that crushed me. I was sad about that. I was really sad. About I, that. I was like, bro, we're losing and you're getting rid of our biggest goal scorer. Yeah. But he stuck to his guns. He was like, I got a system. Yeah. And if you come into this system and you play with passion, that was his issue with Ozil. Yeah. Ozil didn't play with passion anymore. No. You know, because I used to get mad at Xhaka. Like, I used to be like, oh, Xhaka is just out here just getting tossed out yeah. of games and Literally, stuff. And no discipline. He was getting sent off. Yeah. So, yeah. But Arteta, and it felt like Arteta just kept rocking with him. Mm -hmm. And then I understood, like, oh, he just wants the people that's going to play with passion. And it's paid off. He's been he's probably been Arsenal's best player this season, in my opinion. Him or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like you start to see these people. Now people are trying to get to Arsenal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, and so it's one of those things where Arsenal went from we went from the Invincibles to like um trophy list. Like we didn't win a yeah. trophy for like 10 years. That was sad. You know, <laughs> and and so it's one of those things like, and it's weird sometimes. People who have their football clubs that they've just been behind, like they almost feel like, "Hey, I've been your fan long enough. Give me some more trophies." Like, what the hell? Yeah, man? like you know, just give me something. Like, <laughs> you're wrong. I'll I, take your wrong. Like, whatever. We can win the league still. I genuinely oh, absolutely. believe. Absolutely, we need a striker. Like, obviously, with Jesus injured now, we need I mean, a striker. I mean, it's weird because didn't Martinelli start off as a primary striker, or was he always on the I think it's more winger. Uh, we've still got Enketia, though. But, Mike, oh, good news, actually. This actually came out about an hour before recording. Martinelli has signed a new contract with Arsenal. So, I'll take I thought I'd share that I'll with you. <laughs> so, that was my second one, Mikel Arteta, because I feel like I could learn about, um, uh, like I said, I've always talked about weathering the storm. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like he embodies that as a manager yeah. in the Premier League because Arsenal fans, the Arsenal faithful, we can be, we can be a bit. Uh, I don't even know the word. I'm volatile. I mean, like, we can be AFTV, a bit mouthy, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd be mad at troops sometimes, bro. I'd be. Oh, I'm standing, man. Bro. Sorry. I'd be ready. I'd be ready. I'd be like, yo, troops, you my guy, but like, I'm about to. Oh, ain't it troops? You know. Just... <laughs> you know? Um, you know what so... you say about swerve quickly, but like, you know what you say about swerve, like arguing himself, troops. Yeah. You know, hundred percent does that. Yes. What do you say? Yes. What do you say? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, but um, yeah, Mikel Arteta. And, <laughs> and then the third one. Yeah, bro. Come on, man. Uh -huh. and, then, and then the third one. Um, the third one will have to be my father. Um, mm. I, can uh, I like it. Yeah. Um, he passed away about seven years ago. But. Um, uh, but yeah, my father to 
to be like, I stayed the course. Mm -hmm. I kept, I put one foot in front of the other. I stayed the course and I minded my training and I minded my manners and it paid off like you said it would. You know, I would just want, I would want to learn from these people, but I would want my dad to that to be that third dinner guest to go, hey, even though I'm learning from these people, I've already learned from you and your lessons have already paid off. Yeah. They've already paid off. And so, yeah, that's my dinner. That's I love my it, dinner man. Party. That's awesome. That's a good, I feel like, I feel like that's a solid dinner party. Right? That's a solid dinner party. And each part of it has a part of your life. So Arteta, yeah. father, and as a yeah. silver. That's... Yeah. JD, that's brilliant, man. Like I've, I'm, I'm out here. <laughs> that's, honestly, man, I won't keep any longer because I know you are busy. As I said, not long ago. Um, but thank you so much for your thank time. You. Fantastic Absolutely. conversation, and one of, I think it's one of my favorite recent interviews I've done. Um, JD, <laughs> thank you, man. What have you got planned next? Anything you want to share? Uh, it's yours now. Head to San Antonio for the uh, San Antonio, Texas in America. I'm headed to San Antonio, Texas. We mm -hmm. we got a Dynamite Live tomorrow on TBS, so check it out. Keep an eye out on Dynamite, people. I'll be yeah. keeping an eye out on Dynamite as well, but uh, also, I'll put your social media handles in the description below, so they can keep up with you Absolutely. in general as well, my man. Thank you. I, I always love in the interviews, but like, get the social medias, they're right here at the bottom of the screen. That's it. Yeah. Mine doesn't actually scroll through you. I'm trying to get mine updated yet, but, um, no, but just imagine it. Imagine it, people. Imagine oh, it. Oh, yeah. Imagine <laughs> it. At that JD Griffey on Twitter and Instagram. Give me a follow. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on, JD. Have a great Christmas. Enjoy tomorrow Absolutely, as well. Uh, for you. everyone, if you can like this video, subscribe to the account, and keep up to date with me on my social media handles in the description below so you can keep up to date with what I've got lined up in 2023. But for now, everyone, I hope you all have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. So it's what do you call it podcast? Yeah.